This is the podcast where you come alive to your own exclusive magic and find strategies to work that magic in the real world in a way that feels authentic and exciting and inspired and lucrative (laughs) and fun. I'm your coach, Bethany Shipley, and this is The Bethany Shipley Show. One dollar a day workouts, wellness community, one-on-one nutrition advising. She's got merch. She's got a podcast. Y'all, this girl is the real deal. Lexi, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk to you and your guests. Um, yeah, thank you for, for spending a little time with me. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm so excited because when we met, I followed you on Instagram and immediately fell in love. And what I love about you, just from what I see, is that you seem to have such an authentic vibe, even though it looks like you're going through kind of a growth explosion phase in your life and business. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I, that is I appreciate you saying that. That's cool that you picked up on it. I think that, you know, authenticity, it's actually like uncompromising authenticity is one of our Lexi J Wellness core values. Um, Just because you're in the social media space and, you know, there's just so much um, in authenticity. There's a lot of, you know, Photoshop and filters and it just, it messes with you. And I think that especially in the fitness industry and you're, you know, you have so many moms that follow you and then girls that follow you, young women. And I think that just, it's not good for us to, to have anything inauthentic or just tra- just being transparent about the good, the bad, the, the highs and the lows, because that gives a realistic viewpoint. Um, it's just, it's too common to have unrealistic expectation of what, you know, life looks like, what success in business and relationships look like. So I think that if you can show up as your authentic self, then it just, it, it does the the world a lot better a favor. Totally. Totally. And I feel like, well, and in your space too, I mean, moms, yes, on this side of it, it's like the unrealistic home, the unrealistic outfits, the unrealistic schedules. (laughs) Uh, And then on your side, fitness, I feel like it's the same way. Unrealistic bodies, unrealistic Um, weight. And even if someone has a specific type of body, realizing everyone's body is different. So I loved what you did the other day where you made a reel and you took a comment. I think if I understood it right, you took a comment from your comment section that said, there's no way you weigh what 170 pounds. And so you did a reel and said, yeah, actually (laughs) I do. And I love that because 170 pounds is a great healthy weight. It is. In fact, that's like my ideal weight. And it's, it's crazy just like, yeah, but you don't, in our, our little adolescent brains, I, and for sure mine, I was thinking, you know, like 135 would be the ideal weight. That's the number that, you know, if I stepped on, I would be so 100%. happy. And that number is arbitrary. <laughs> it doesn't take into the effect, the, like how much muscle you have, how tall you are. That was just like the number that I drew out of a hat pretty much. Um, so I was fixated on that number for the longest time and I got there and, you know, spoiler alert, I stepped on the scale. I like didn't feel any happier. Wasn't like, I still just continue to move the goalposts. And then I was like, well, maybe 130. And that's just not a healthy cycle to be in. So now I am, I'm at 170 and I just felt like I'm, I know I'm not the only one that feels this way that is, you know, consumed by that stupid digital scale. Um, you know, your mood is dictated by three digits on your bathroom floor and I, it just, it's so silly. So 
um, yeah, I did not expect that video. I it was literally just two statements of fact. I used to weigh this much and now I weigh this much. And it got a lot of a lot of feedback from people that, you know, were in similar situations. Thankfully, it, it hit home for a lot of women. There were a lot of men that argued with me about my own weight, which is so silly, but you know, yeah. that's, that's the internet. <laughs> were they basically saying you don't look like you weigh 170? Yeah. There's like, the there's arguing. no, yeah, there's no way. Just like calling me a liar, which I was like, that's, that's something I can so easily prove. And I will, I'll just step on the scale. And even when I posted that video of myself stepping on the scale, people were saying that it was Photoshopped. And I said, I, I don't have anything to gain by saying that I weigh more than I do. I feel like that's typically the opposite, um, but you know, to each yeah. their own, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I loved it because to me, 170, when I think of my healthiest weight ever, I think of going back to my senior year in high school, playing basketball. My stomach was very tight. My arms were trim and 170 is that number for me. And so it's funny that that is a number that inspires me because I feel like, yes, the 135, the one, even 140, where do you think you got that number as the goal? Where, at what point in your life had you created that? It had to have been like early high school, like you said. And that's something that we also have to come to terms with. Like your body is so, so different than it was in high school. And you're also like, you're taller than I am. I think I'm five, eight. Um, and that's just unrealistic. Like when I was, you know, thinking of being less than 150, I think that we just like society and media tells us that women need to be low 100s or, you know, 120. Um, and I feel like they're like, there, it's said so often in movies, or at least it was growing up, that that was just a common thing. I don't know where I pulled that number from, but I just felt like that was that was appropriate. But it really wasn't. When I was one thirty five, I was yeah super super small. Um, you know, no energy, did not sleep well. My mood was not great, and my inner like I would crash midday just because I wasn't taking in enough nutrients to to fuel my body. And that's just the thing is like we think that that the smallest version of ourself is going to be the healthiest. And that's not the case. Like I, I weigh 35 mm. pounds heavier than I did at that point, And I feel so much better. I'm so much stronger. I have good energy. Um, you know, my mood is so much better. My mental health is everything. And you look great. Um, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. And my, like my, my actual yeah. health markers, like lab testing stuff, all of that's good. Um, so if I can just let anyone know that the smallest version of you is not the healthiest, it's not not the end all goal to just continue to, to shrink and shrink and shrink and take up le less space. Um, which unfortunately it's yeah. just, it's such a common thing, especially among women. Are most of your Lexi J wellness community members, women, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like 99% were girls. Yeah. That's awesome. Is the 1% like your dad and husband? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Or they're like their husbands of Lexi J Wellness, which I love. Um, last night we did an event and one of the husbands came and he said that he wanted like a support group, a Lexi J Wellness husband support group. Because um, he was like, this is all my wife talks about at the dinner table. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so you have a really committed group. We do. Um, it's, it's, a, it's such a wild thing. So we have members in at least one member present in every state. So um, we've got a good um, representation across the United States. It's pretty special, uh, but especially here in the Midwest where we started and I started on, on like it's all online aside from some pop-ups that I'll do. 
Uh, but I started during COVID and I think that like that community was really just born through a time when everyone was kind of navigating a really weird time together. Like, um, and the, the majority, like the, the largest demographic that I have is around 25 to 35 year old women that have young elementary age kids or toddlers. Um, and at that point during COVID, you guys were, you know, working from home, you were teaching from home, you could not leave your house. So I think that everyone was just like, I need a community. I need people that understand this madness that we're going through. And it was cool to have that outlet that we were just all navigating this wild, weird time together. And it's just, it was something that I was like, I don't know if this is going to stick afterward when we go back to normal or whatever that looks like. But thankfully we've just continued to grow and get stronger because it's, it's hard to make friends as an adult. It's hard to make friends when your priorities shift and you go through different seasons of life. But if you have a common denominator of you know, doing the hard things together, even if that together is virtually, um, and you just, you know, are in a thread of post workout comments, you can go through and see what, wow, someone got, was doing this and they had to substitute their dumbbells for a crying baby, but that's awesome. She got it done. And I can totally relate to that. Like the number, that camaraderie of just, we always call it just collective suffering, like that, that hard thing that you're doing together and you can just like see a fisherman at sea. You're like, I've been there. (laughs) That is so cool. So tell me about that journey of starting it because I didn't realize it was started in COVID. So it's 2020, I'm guessing started in 2020. Um, what was your journey personally up to that point? I would love to hear. Yeah. So I was actually a dental hygienist when I started Lexi J wellness. I did not set out to be an entrepreneur. I never would have like told you that business was anything I wasn't interested whatsoever. Um, But I was a dental hygienist and I had always been active. I just, I worked out on my own at my own gym. Um, So I was doing that and really I was not fulfilled whatsoever by dental hygiene. Oddly enough, I just didn't like feel like I was changing the world, scraping teeth one day at a time. Um, But it was something to do. It was um, no no shade to, to my dental hygienist out there. I loved my office, but it just like, it didn't, fulfill me. It was kind of an, an ends to, or a means to an end. Um, but at the same time, my dad was really going through a a transformative time himself. So a little backstory, my dad is a fireman, um, has been since I was born and he's been in really, really poor health just due to being overweight my entire life. So he had four heart attacks, um, survived them all by the grace of God, like couldn't kill the man. <laughs> uh, so he was very overweight. And this was just a conversation that we had had over and over and over again of just like, you know, there's no one survives two heart attacks. No one survives three heart attacks. Okay. Really? No one survives four heart attacks. Like you have to do something. And it was such a frustrating thing for me because it was so obvious from the outside, like something has to change or else we're going to lose you. Um, but I would be so frustrated when I get really frustrated and I try to like, um, just form a cohesive thought, I always start crying. Like I just can't get my words out the way that I want. Um, So I was in college at the time, like my last year of college and I was home for Thanksgiving break. And I was like, okay, I am done getting worked up throughout this conversation. And I'm just going to write a letter. I can get everything out that I want and I'm going to leave it on his nightstand and I'm going to go back to school. Um, So I wrote him this letter, basically just saying, you know, I want you to see my kids. I want you to walk me down the aisle. I want to watch another world series with you. Like, These are the things that I selfishly need you to be around for. Um, And it wasn't anything like super novel or different that I had said before. It was just that I could actually get it out without, um, without just like getting so emotional. 
Um, so I left that note. I went back to school and he called me. We just talked about it. Um, and it was, it, it was like, I wouldn't say that it was just a turning point because I don't believe, you know, any lifestyle change is linear whatsoever. There are a ton of ups and downs and anyone that's navigated it or been a part of that knows that um, there are a lot of, you know, trial and errors with it. But that was really just like the turning point of that mindset shift where it was not for him. And I know that this is true for so many people that they feel scared to try because they don't want to fail. And that was finally like what he said. He was like, I just, I'm, I'm worried about being seen as a failure. I would rather just not try at all and then not see people let, or like have people see me struggle, you know? Um, so this was just something that, that we had talked about and he was like, it, it's crazy. It's, it makes me emotional to talk about, but he ended up losing 120 pounds when he lost a hundred pounds. He sent, he gave me that letter back. <laughs> um, it was really, really mean. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. Gave me that letter back. It's one of wow. my prized possessions. <laughs> That's amazing. Please tell me it's framed. <laughs> I, it's definitely going to be framed when I have, we're building a house right now. So in my new office, I really just kind of a makeshift setup down here. Uh, but I definitely want that just cause it's, it's huge. Um, so in just seeing him transform his life, like I watched his relationship with my mom just soar. Uh, they were empty nesters for the first time in their lives. And we were like, they got pregnant in high school. So they had four kids and had never been empty nesters. And we were all like, they don't know how to be alone. And <laughs> just him taking care of himself, like they're best friends. They, it's so fun to watch. He got a promotion at work. He has five wow. grandkids and I see him like play catch and, you know, shoot baskets in the driveway. And I'm like, that is, that's just something that I didn't necessarily, like he wasn't an active participant in our lives. He was so supportive, but he couldn't do that. Like physically keep up. Sure. Um, and it was just so cool. Like it, it lit a fire under me. And I remember thinking like I'm impacted just by him making that decision as his daughter and just, being an observant of that, uh, or observer of that. So I was like, if I can help anyone, you know, feel the same way that I feel just by my dad doing that, there's another girl out there who's, who's mom or whose dad or someone can take that, that plunge and they can feel the same way I do. So I was like, I just, I want any part of that. Um, and then kind of at the same time, my gym shut down and everyone was, was navigating this crazy lifestyle, um, from home. And I was like, this would actually be a really good opportunity because you can work out from home and no one will see you struggle. No one will see you fail. That thing that you're scared of going to the gym, you know, we can all do it from the comfort of our own homes. Um, it'll give us a little mental outlet because we're all going crazy here in these four walls. Um, but it also just kind of gets your foot in the door and it gives you that opportunity. Um, so it was just a, a kind of a, a culmination of a lot of things that just collided at the perfect time. I, I know that, that COVID was just, um, you know, a, overarchingly negative for so many people, but I think that we turned, um, took a little bright spot there and it really, you know, was the launch pad for, for all of this in this community of ours. Um, but it's been really neat. I don't know. Have you ever read the book outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? No, I'm super nerdy. Um, I love the way that he writes. He writes very analytically, um, and kind of like brings a lot of data into it, traces just the way that he thinks is incredible to me. I, it's, it's really cool. Um, but he talks about different success stories and he, he pulled the Beatles and Steve Jobs and um, Bill Gates and just like a lot of different successful businesses, different successful um, bands. And he goes back to like when they first started, it was just like a window of opportunity. Um, so they're not outliers necessarily. Yeah. It's like, it's that they seize this opportunity. So 
as that was happening with my dad and I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my job and we were working out from home because everybody's gym shut down. I was like, this is kind of my window. Um, and so I, I had literally just finished that book at the time. So another kind of, you know, stars aligned. Um, but on June 20th, I started Lexi J wellness. It was actually just out of a Facebook group. Um, where I originally posted the workouts and I now have a fa- or a website where the workouts are all posted, like the libraries and the member only area, but the Facebook group is popping every single day. Um, and that's the best part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how Lexi day wellness was born. So did you, ha- so did you, were you feeling that that's just like incredible. I feel I'm wiping the tears away from the story about your dad. I, yeah, I feel so moved by that story for two reasons. One, my dad had a very similar um, awakening for himself when I had my first my first son. And uh, that was really his turning point. He lost like 75 pounds and just totally, totally changed as a person. That's amazing. Yeah, so I related from just that. And then also my husband, when he was 12... Um, he was, he lost a hundred pounds when he was 12 from 12 to 14. He was on a health journey, um, oh, really did it gosh. on his own. Yeah. And like with no access to like internet, you know, that's um, remarkable. And so I feel like I get to reap the rewards of that level of courage every day. So I resonate with what you're saying because I know firsthand, um, what it's like to benefit from someone who, has such a courage around that, but that's incredible. I'm, I'm floored. If anyone follows me for any like extended period of time, they'll hear me go on and on ad nauseum about a domino effect. I have a domino tattoo. Um, and it really is just about that. Like just the, the, the benefits or the consequences, I guess, from your actions, positive and negative, and they don't stop at you, stop with you. So when I'm working with so many moms, I'm like, you have little, little eyes that are watching you and your behavior is caught. It's not taught. So they're picking up on the things that you're doing. They're picking up on those positive and negative habits. So what kind of example do you want to lead by? Um, and it's just, I felt that domino effect from my dad changing his life. I know my, my nieces and nephews feel it because they get to play with their papa. Um, they're his employee or his, you know, firefighters feel it because they have a better leader at work. My mom feels it because she has a better partner at home. And it just, it's every interaction that person you talk to at the grocery store, because you took care of yourself today is going to have a better interaction with you. And she's going to go home and, you know, spread that domino effect. And it just like, it lit a fire under me. I've been obsessed ever since. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) So you read this book, you read outliers. And at the same time, all this is happening were you paralyzed at all on the how? I don't. So looking back, I have a super, super supportive husband um, that really, he's the nuts and bolts of the operation. We had actually talked about this. We recorded a podcast this morning because I had told him over this past weekend, just some like very ambitious goals or ideas I have for our business. And he kind of breaks it down. Like I have to present these floaty ideas so he can poke holes in them because Otherwise, I will, I will, sure. I will um, get away ahead of myself. But we were just talking, and my response was like, "These are exciting problems to solve for sure." Um, so that's kind of how we we yep. operate. So I had presented the idea to him. He kind of helped me outline the logistics, and I don't know. I was terrified to post on social media at the time, which is funny because now I just like. I will post 12 times a day. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, But I used, I specifically remember like posting a story. I, before I even 
posted any like static posts, I would be terrified to post a workout on my story. I would delete it after 20 minutes because God forbid anyone actually see it. Um, (laughs) and so once you go back, look at who saw it, imagine it from their perspective. Exactly. I'm like (laughs) sight circling through what group chats this must be, you know, going through who I'm getting made fun of in the comments by whatever. Um, just like that was the scariest part. It's just being cringy in other people's eyes. And I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't know what flipped the switch. And I think that it might've been just like, I got traction pretty early because people were in such a vulnerable state mentally. And I framed Lexi J wellness, not as a, we're going to get shredded together type of group. It was just like, we're going to have a place we're going to get, we're going to pursue total wellness, you know, from the inside out. Because as we talked about earlier, when I was 135, like there have been times when I've been super, super fit, but I wasn't entirely well. Um, so we're going to pursue it all and we're going to make sure that, you know, all of our bases are covered. So I felt like I, I gained a little bit of traction or just reinforcement of the first, you know, few people that really bought in, they were like, you know, it's, it's not even the workouts. And I, to this day, I'm not too naive to believe that my workouts are revolutionary. It's that they feel like they have a friend in working out because they press a, a, a button and then they're hanging out with me for 28 minutes and we're just going to do it together. And I'm chatting with you like I am now. Um, so I think that, you know, I just got a lot of early, um, reinforcement from a few core people that are still with me today. One of them actually, she ended up being my first employee. Um, she joined when she was in college and just getting that buy-in from people. I was like, okay, well I'm, I'm creating, you know, impacting one person. And because I've been, been the recipient of a domino effect, I know that it just doesn't stop with them, that, that it leans out into their own life. So that's worth it to me to be cringy on social media or to, to be circulating through high school group chats, yeah. whatever those fears are that are, um, you know, often spiraling in our heads. Um, I think that it'll be worth it. So I think that I just kind of like, you know, sw- swallowed my pride and I was like, it- it's okay if I get made fun of a little bit on social media, because I think that it'll be worth it in the end. Cause I I've experienced it through my dad. That's I love that so much. So you really had, would you say your husband kind of was the nuts and bolts of the how, like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to get this computer program and we're going to sell the membership this way. And he kind of covered the how uh, steps and then you come in with the vision. Absolutely. That was actually the exact phrasing that he used this morning when, when describing it, that um, he's definitely the, the operations guy. Um, He makes everything run so much smoother for sure. The unsung hero of, of the whole brands, but, um, yeah, I'll come up with a lot of really good ideas. He just lets me know if they're necessarily realistic <laughs> or not. Has it been hard for you to have your name be, uh, simultaneous with a brand? Um, not yet. I don't think, um, it's kind of, silly. It feels a little, it feels kind of goofy at times. My niece keeps me very humbled. Um, when she was like five and I was just starting out, I think I had my first thing of merch and this is like a kindergartner. She's sure. like, I would be embarrassed to wear something with my name on it. <laughs> so um, she keeps me humble. Um, but it is kind of cool. It does. The only downside is that it there is like the Venn diagram of my personal life and my business life. is sure. just a circle. It's sure. just, um, I'm pretty consumed by it right now. Yeah. Um, but at this stage of our lives, we don't have kids yet. So, um, and he, Brett's very invested into Lexi J wellness as well. Um, and thankfully he's incredible. Like he's very bought in on the vision also. So, um, yeah, we just, we kind of, 
live and breathe um, the business and creating the impact that, that we think we have a vision for right now. Uh, but I, I imagine later on, just especially as I start to age out or I grow to, to the expanses that I want, that I'll have to delegate a lot more. There will be more faces of Lexi J Wellness that that might be something that we run into, but that's an exciting problem I'll get to solve later. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, I love that you have that vision even of seeing yourself, Hey, I might want to be, you know, 90% mom, 10% Lexi J wellness in the future or whatever it ends up being. So that's amazing. Right. Um, so when you, um, when you look at your life it and you say, I heard you say it's one of our core values. Do you know what life's about for you? Are you able to say what's life about for you? What, what life is about for me is. At this stage of my life, because I do, I think that it'll probably evolve and it certainly has up until this point. My values now are very different than they were, you know, five or six years ago. Sure. Um, but at this stage of my life, I think that my life is about creating the most positive impact I can, um, outstretching and not just positive in a superficial, you know, social media, I have X amount of followers, but I want to make sure that that impact runs deep. Um, I would much rather have a smaller following and more deeper connection than, than the reverse. And I think that we're really, really lucky in the fact that Lex J Wellness is growing, but we're also continuing to, to dive into our people. I want to make sure that I know them on a personal level. Um, so equipping myself with that team that has those same values and that same vision of impacting just one person at a time and making sure that we're focusing on the person that's directly in front of us and not the, the potential customer 10 feet away or like, you know, down the road. Sure. Um, so I think that it's just, it's about impact. It's about, you know, genuine impact, um, and pursuing our, our best selves and allowing or giving other people the tools to do so. Yep. Do you have, uh, do you know everyone that's in your program? I don't know every, everyone, um, but I have a creepy memory yeah. when it comes to, like, I can remember so many minor details about these people that I feel like I know almost everyone. And when they come to our live events, I do a pretty good job. Um, I know everybody's faces and yeah. names and most, like, I can name a kid or a husband yeah. or something. <laughs> it's hard now that we have people in so many different states that I haven't got to meet yeah. yet, but... Um, one of my goals for this upcoming year, I would like to do more pop-ups out of yep. state, um, kind of go like a tour that way I can just get more face time with the people that are invested in that community that don't necessarily get to travel to those events. Um, but I, that's one of our, our priorities is just maintaining that culture and that community because that's what it's built on. Like I said, the, the workouts are, are great and they're effective, but they're nothing, you know, groundbreaking the basics are the basics for a reason so at the heart of it it is that connection that you know intentional relationship that we started with i love that i'm reading a book right now called i will teach you to be rich by ramit i don't know if you've read the book but he's a uh, no he's pretty famous he's got a netflix a netflix show now so he's kind of boomed but he he talked about this exact thing where he said people will sit around and debate retirement investments and you know stocks and meanwhile they are not doing the basics. <laughs> he said, it'd be so much better to not worry about those things and just focus on the basics. And he, you know, his basics, it's like a six week, six week, six week program. Um, but I, I thought, and he actually made the correlation between that and, and food. People will debate, well, what exact macros are the right ratio or what exact, 
um, you know, should you really be eating broccoli? Because it was, you know, created from genetic food modification. And the reality is the problem is not whether or not you should be eating, you know, 40%, 30%. It's actually just don't, you know, maybe skip the oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> And we all know this, yes. but we all like to debate yeah. minutiae because it makes us feel like we're ahead somehow. So that's, I love that. You're exactly right. I, I have that conversation so often, um, just with nutrition is the one. And it's so funny. Like I'll do, I do grocery series on Instagram and you'll, you'll hear a lot of people's opinions in the comments. I've been seeing those. <laughs> People are, they're, they're opinionated about everything. Um, but it's, it's so accurate because I think that in the back of your heads, if you're arguing about something like nitty gritty, it one gives you a sense of authority, like, you know, better or you're holier than thou, but it also like, it gives you something to consume your time with rather than just focusing on the foundations. So it feels like you're being productive, but in reality, there's nothing happening. Yes. And, and I am such, I'm laughing, but I hope everyone knows who's listening. Like I'm laughing because same, because same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. So talk about your Instagram growth journey. Speaking of reels and doing the shopping, um, I looked this morning and I saw you have 154,000 followers. How does that feel when I say that? It is, it's wild. Imagining like what that would look like if 154,000 people were congregated is crazy. Um, but when I started posting- Two stadiums, by the way. That's Two crazy. stadiums <laughs> full of people. Um, when I started posting, uh, when I started Lexi J Wellness, I think I had like 3,000 followers. And that was through just under three and a half years ago. And honestly, I was probably- Wow. It- for that next year, I think I probably didn't scratch 10,000, but I was super, super consistent. Um, I, I post nearly every day and that was just honestly, because in my mind, if you have a business or if you have a brand or if you want to, you know, be influential in some capacity, people are not going to think about you unless you kind of insert yourself into their lives, which sounds a little invasive, but they're, I mean, you know what everything that you have to do in one day's time like you're not thinking about that influencer unless they're coming up on your timeline or at least i hope you're not like <laughs> we've got a lot a lot of other brain power to be used um so if you have a problem if you need you know help with your confidence if you need help with your nutrition or your exercise plan or you know just a sense of community you're not going to know where to look unless i tell you uh, so i was just super consistent in posting there um, I posted a reel every single day for probably 11 months and the silliest, like it, it got, this was before I was working with Dawson, who was our mutual friend. And now he does, um, 99% of my content and is phenomenal. Makes me look much more professional and put together than I really am. Uh, but before that I was posting my own reels every single day. And so many of them were cringy. So many of them were like, okay, I have to find a trending audio or I have to find something to lip sync or whatever. Um, But one of them just blew up. It got like 20 million views and it was ridiculous. It was like- Did you say 28 million? Yes. Um, So I think in the span- When you're looking at that reel and you're, sorry, when you're looking at that reel and you're dissecting it versus all the other reels that you did- 
have you figured out why that one? No, no you have not. And it's what? it's so frustrating because I swear the ones that I will like, I will spend so much time planning. I will, you know, I will finish and I'm like, that was so informative. People are going to learn so much from this. It's going to be revolutionary. It, it doesn't yeah. get any traction. And then this one was like... Yep. An audio from Freaky Friday, I think. And it was me going into a room and then walking out wearing a different workout outfit. And it wasn't like anything risque or anything. It was just, it, I still can't make sense of it. But 28 million views yep. later, and that boosted the algorithm, which got views to all of my other stuff and got a lot of traction. Unfortunately, like yep. uh, the initial bump in viewership was not all women, which is my ideal demographic. A lot of it was like, yeah, men from other countries. So wasn't necessarily productive growth, sure. but the algorithm rewards engagement. Um, so when you have accounts yep. engaging, then it's going to yeah. continue, you know, pushing your content. So I just kept, you know, <laughs> running the play, posting every day. And we've seen a lot more productive growth since, yeah. uh, since working with Dawson for sure. You know, he does such a good job of helping me see, um, you know, oh, yeah. value in what's posting and what's, what a consumer wants to see, what, uh, will be best viewed, and he just he he's such an asset to our team. So I'm super happy to have him on board, and he's helped really cultivate the the brand from the outside in, and just what what we want to be seen as, what we want to to bring to the table, and offer value. Because at the end of the day, that's really what what I want to do on social media is to make sure that I'm providing value, um, that you're getting something, and from you know what I post, it's not necessarily just a you know check out my vacation, check out my bikini, check out my whatever. Um, I think that especially yeah. if you have a, a business and you want to create an impact that you need to show that impact that you've created in others, um, because that's, that's the best way to, to earn, you know, uh, validity and just that word of mouth is to, yeah. to offer up people that have, you know, been products of your products of your product, I guess. Yeah. So even when you were making those reels every day, you had a course that was for sale. You had, so that was kind of always pointing to there. Okay. Um, at, at times I will admit, like when I was posting on my own, it was, and I had just committed to posting one reel every single day. It was not all Lexi J wellness. It, I mean, there were some that were just ridiculous where I was like, maybe yeah. this will just get more eyes more. Cause if they're coming to my profile, eventually they will see Lexi J wellness. And you were just checking the box of like, I'm posting a reel. Yeah, I was yeah. Um, definitely a quantity game, not quality. <laughs> yeah, so that so that um, twenty eight million view reel did get you followers as well, even though they weren't your ideal people. It did. Okay. It bumped me up. Um, like I surged for probably two months, um, and then I was pretty stagnant for I don't. I mean, like probably eight months, and then I really started to to get back to more of my social media game plan and just kind of when I was doing that, like, what do we want? What is our end goal here? Is it to bring more eyes into the community? Is it to, you know, sell merch, which is not my end goal. Like you have to kind of ask yourself, like, what is your purpose in posting? Or are you just posting, um, you know, just to post as for your own documentation, which is a, what a lot of people use social media for. That's what I originally, um, did. But now it's like, I want to continue, you know, showcasing Lexi J wellness and seeing, showing people what, what is possible here. And maybe that's, that'll be a value to you. Maybe there's someone that you know, that could be um, benefited by it, but that's my end goal right here. And once I kind of got back to the core of, okay, this is our goal. This is our purpose. This is the mission. And 
identify mm-hmm. and having an asset like Dawson in order to kind of gear the ship in. Once I told him what I wanted out of that, then we were able to to get to know each other a little bit better and just um, cultivate content around that. And it's done. It's been very cool. We started, I believe, in April. Um, in the first month, okay. it was good. Like the the content was so much elevated compared to what I had previously, just taken on my own phone and you know thrown up in a ten minutes span. However, the, after you know the first initial months, just of getting to know him and him getting to know me and my audience, we looking back, it's gotten so much better. It's gotten so much more authentic because we realized like I do much better on camera if I am not like posed or propped up like a a porcelain doll. I like to be a lot more authentic. Um, I like to, you know, just, I, I think that my following appreciates that a lot more and I can speak much better if I'm not, you know, three, two, one action. Um, so I think that we yeah. have, we've gotten to know each other a lot better. So we've kind of hit our groove together and we've seen a lot of growth in the past several months from that as well. Um, I do think that the, the video of me talking about my weight that went viral. Um, and then that brought a lot of, of women mm-hmm. that struggle with that same thing, which is my ideal mm-hmm. audience. Um, that's the people that I want to talk to. Those are the people mm-hmm. that I want to, to find like today wellness. So that was awesome. Um, and, and clapping back to the person that doubted me that got even more, um, so I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, that has, has boosted us in the past couple months and we're just, we're hitting our stride right now. So kind of riding the wave. That's so cool. So whenever you started your program and let's say, is it 30, $31 a month, $30 a month, something like that? $28 a month. $28, even cheaper. When you started that, were you terrified that you would announce it and no one would sign up? Or did you did you go on the sideline and say, hey, mom, sisters, we're going to all do this together no matter what so that there's a group? How did you get over the fear of what if I put this thing out there? It, or what? I guess not how did you get over the fear, but what was your strategy on actually taking the plane off the ground? It was very scary. And I have two sisters and a mom and a sister-in-law. All four of them signed up, so I was like, "Perfect! I've got four built in." Um, and it was funny because, yes. like, my mom was my mom was someone that she just walked. Like, she was a walker. She was active. Walked every morning. She had never lifted a weight in her life. Like, even in high school, never really lifted. So she was like, "I will do this to support my daughter." And that was kind of like I knew that was the underlying thing, which was super sweet. And now that woman has not missed a workout. Aside from having an appendicitis that, and she snapchatted me that morning and she was like, I'm so mad. I'm, I ruined my streak and she's killing it. Like has not missed a workout in over three years, basically. Um, but it was super scary. And I remember getting my first, the email confirmation and like, it was exactly that, that gift or that meme where it's like the small business owner, when they get an order, I was like dancing around (laughs) my kitchen. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this could actually work. Um, but we ended up, it was, we had, I had announced like 10 days prior to the start date of being like, Hey, we're starting June 1st. Um, and I have no idea to this day because it was so, you think that, you know, what I have right now is authentic and like very raw unedited, but the, the place I'm shooting this right now is my basement, which is finished. But my original, I call it the dungeon and I had called it the dungeon because I was like, if I poke fun at this, then it's not going to hurt as bad if someone else makes fun of me for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it was like concrete walls. I had a 
whiteboard just like propped up on a can of paint, I'm pretty sure, and then like a little yoga mat and Facebook Marketplace dumbbells. It was very shabby. Um, the, the like air conditioning down here was so, so cold. We had no heat. So in the winter months, I literally was wearing like winter gloves recording these workouts and it just, <laughs> it, it was as, as, you know, a startup and janky as it gets, but I, I can't believe that we had people to start and to stay after that, looking back at just how far we've come. So, so did you just say on social media, did you just say, all right, here's what we're doing. I'm going to record a workout a day and for $28 you can join. Or did you, had you already had an email list or what, what was that exact like initial, here we go. I had no email list. Um, it was all just Facebook and Instagram. And until recently it's all been organic growth, which has been really cool just from positive word of mouth, but it's, Hindsight is so funny to look back and just see how far we've come and the the faith that these strangers put in me, um, you know, that scrawny little, very timid. Um, I didn't speak super well in front of a camera because I just wasn't used to it. Um, but here we are, you know, practice makes progress. And I'm, I've definitely gotten stronger and more confident in speaking in front of a camera and, you know, standing up and, you know, getting in front of that, um, you know, in that workout and just getting uncomfortable right alongside them. I think that it's cool. And the biggest thing just remains the same. It's that people want to see authenticity and they, they appreciate that they can see when I struggle and I'll let them know if I've had a bad day or if I'm just like, this is the last thing I want to do, but you and I have 28 minutes. We're going to do it together. Like, cause I know, a, I know for a fact someone else is on the other side of the screen and they're like, okay, well I had a crappy day too. So if she can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. Um, and I think it just comes back from those relationships that the fitness industry is one, and I think like larger than most, that there's so much high, there's such a highlight reel because no one wants to to show that that uncomfortable, yeah. um, you know, middle period where you started and where you ended, and, and transformation pictures are super exciting, but nobody wants to actually, you know, see how the sausage is made. <laughs> Um, and just like that, that whole process. So if they can see me and I don't edit those videos, I just put a timer on them. Then, you know, what you see is what you get that way. When we do get to meet in person, it's not like, you know, a jump scare where this person that I've been following on social media (laughs) who can curate a perfect 10 second reel is not that same human. They, they know me because we hang out every single day. Right. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, my last question, uh, this whole podcast is about interviewing people who are working in their magic. And I kind of see it as people oh. who have found the reason that they were put on this earth and are utilizing that inside of a career that lights them up. And I see you totally as that way. What would you say to someone who is maybe listening from their dental hygienist phase where they're like, man, this is what I went to school for. This is... Um, my day job this is how I meet my needs financially, but it is not feeling the way I thought it was going to feel. And I think there's something more for me, but they haven't figured that out. What would you say to that person? I think that, well, there's a lot to say that not everyone is going to leave their day job and, you know, create a startup. And I don't think that it's in the cards for everyone, you know? Um, so I do think that, you know, refocusing your mindset on what you do from day to day, because there's that parable where they talk about the the bricklayers and the first bricklayer says he's, he's 
getting a paycheck. The second bricklayer say, says he's building a wall. The third one says he's building a church for people to worship. And it's all about, you know, the mindset mm. that you bring to your day to day. And I talked about this last night. Just we had done that 9-11 stair climb in um, in honor of the September 11th terrorist attacks. And it was my dad and my brother are both firemen. So it was such an emotional, impactful, um, humbling experience for me. But I was just I couldn't help but think that you know, the perspective that you have each and every day um, and the opportunity that we have that those men and women went into that burning building um, filled with smoke and they knew every single step that was agonizing was getting them closer to their fate and they left family and friends and they said goodbye to their kids that morning and all of those things. It gives me goosebumps just to think about, but that was their purpose and that was why they showed up every single day and they knew that, that that day could come and first responders go to work every single day knowing that. Um, so just coming back to the the why of your your day to day and understanding that there's an opportunity every single day and you might not be in the the dream job that you have but I guarantee you're making an impact you're you're an influencer wherever you are whether you have a million followers or a blue check mark I think that that, that domino effect is being created by those little things you're doing every single day and just I think that we kind of um, we understate our impact from day to day if you don't have a huge platform or if you're not in a position of leadership, you just assume that you're not being impactful, you're not being influential. But I could I don't think that that could be any further from the truth because I see women show up every single day and it's the the stay at home moms, it's the teachers, it's the night shift workers, it's the um, you know, the people that are wearing a million different hats but are continuing to take care of themselves. And I think that that's more impactful than anything. People are inspired by the people, yeah. you know, just like you, Bethany, that show up and you've got kids and you're still doing it. You're putting that oxygen mask on first. Um, far more inspiring than the people with the most aesthetic morning routine. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Lexi, thank you so much for being here and for your time and just your your beautiful light energy. I feel so grateful that you're here. So thank you. And where can they find you? Where can they find your podcast? Your, uh, where do you want them to go for all of this? I am on every social media, um, you know, TikTok infl- or Instagram is for sure my heaviest platform, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Lexi J wellness, um, our podcast. I do it with my husband is the Lexi J wellness podcast and it's on all major platforms. Um, and then my website where you can uh, subscribe to workouts or just check it out is LexiJWellness.com. We'd love to have you. Um, and if not, just that Facebook group. It's a women's only Facebook group, but we've got women from every single age, uh, fitness level, demographic, walk of life. And there's a spot for uh, spot for you at our table. Um, and I'd love to have you. That's amazing. So your Facebook group is open to all or part of the membership? The Facebook group is entirely free. Um, it's just that community is, you know, invaluable. And I think that a lot of people are kind of uh, weary um, in today's day and age where they've had a, a poor experience, you know, with a group or with a fitness, whatever. I hear that day in and day out. So I want to be able to, you know, give you an, um, an opportunity to immerse yourself in the culture and the community and try it out, see what other people have to say. And if it's for you, we'd love to have you. You can subscribe to those workouts. But if not, you can at least get some positivity um, in our little unicorn of the internet. Woohoo! I love it. Thank you so much. You guys go for a group and we'll catch you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Bethany Shipley Show. I hope you feel more inspired. I hope you feel more excited, more clear on what your magic is because you are made of magic. And so all you have to do to make the magic happen is put yourself out there. So get on out there and do your best now, you hear? (laughs) Hey, what are you still doing here? I'm just kidding. I always thought that'd be so funny to put like an ad at the very end after the outro. So here we go. We're doing it. We're doing it, friends. Um, If you need a website done and you want it done well, take it from me. You need to call Arch Digital Solutions. I just hired them to have my husband's website built. I was so happy with their service that I literally asked them if I could promote them. (laughs) So Uh, They did EliShipley.com. We had like a one and a half hour conversation over Zoom and they built his entire website off of that plus a little like questionnaire. They also built him a Google profile, which has gotten him business already. And they just did this a few weeks ago. Um, They also specialize in search engine optimization and they do Facebook ads if that's something that you're looking for. But I would say start with the website. If your website needs a refresh, this might just be the perfect opportunity. Reach out to them, have a conversation. I'm going to put their link in the show notes and yeah, let me know how it goes. Let them know that I sent you. Okay. For real now. Bye.